And I'm Aaron Schroeder. That is right. That is right. right. And on this very special episode of the Quack 12 podcast, we have not one, not two, not three, but four Oregon Duck basketball losses to talk about. (laughs) What? (laughs) That is right. That is right. He's shocked. He's choking on his spit. I know of one. I guess I know of another one, but I it looked good from what I was able to watch yeah. uh, before I had to turn it off. But well, we even had two losses at the same time, like literally at the same time. Men's and women's team had a game scheduled for the exact same day, the exact same time, and they both basically lost in the exact same minute. Were they so, both uh, on there the is road? That. Uh, both on the road. I mean, the, right. the, we'll get into them. These are tough games. Like, I don't blame them for losing these games, but it was still a tough pill to swallow. Sure. That being said, I also just got some quack news. So let's get into that before we get into the quacks at ball. Oh, yeah. Friend. Good, 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 good. Yes. First of all, it's nice that the the city of Eugene is finally thawed out. It was. Oh, yeah. So, Y'all been going through something? Oh, it was so damn icy. We lost power for a full Ye- day. Yeah. Yeah, we had to postpone our record because of that, uh, our very special record, which you, you should all keep your eyes open for this. All right. Keep your eyes on the feed, on the main feed. It may the even feed. be getting a, an early preview if you're a Patreon subscriber. That is right. Hey, now. So uh, over on the Quackdrill Patreon, you can check us out early. <coughs> but um, that is right. We... Did something that we've been putting off for a very long time. Okay, we've been waiting for our special guest, a very Look, special guest. I believe the year was 2017 mm-hmm. when we said this is what we should do, but we gotta wait until we get the perfect guest. The, the perfect. perfect guest. He, he had to have the the right blend of of cinematic knowledge and and, and uh, humor and humor. Humor was very important to it. Key part so, in any relationship. Mm-hmm. So we got the the very funny, very, very famous, I will say, yes, very famous, Adam Browd, a, a great comedian in the Utah area, uh, part of the uh, Comedy Church, is kind of a, a group that he rolls with for a while, has opened for some very funny comedians, including uh, Mary Lynn Rice Cub, Gail the Snail. I think you may all know her from uh, It's Always Sunny. Uh, oh, so very yeah, funny she guy. is great. I uh, grew up with him in Medford, Oregon. Adam Brown agreed to come on this very podcast where we talked in depth, very much in depth, about the movie. The Oregon Ducks movie, I would say. You know, we, we, we cover the Prefontaine biopic, but this is even more University of Oregon-centric, I would say, even though it doesn't say the words University of Oregon in it. Animal House. They never say it. They never say the No, they state never of say Oregon. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're in front uh, of the stadium. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's on camp. You can kind of you can kind of see stuff. You can see uh, you see the University of Oregon. You see Eugene, you see Cottage Grove. We are talking about Animal House. That is right. 
our in-depth podcast on a movie that may or maybe aged like did it age like milk did it age like wine you will have to listen to the podcast well to get our full opinions fun fact adam mm-hmm. if you let wine sit long enough it yeah. also turns to shit that's so, true uh, milk that or true. wine this movie aged <laughs> it did age <laughs> it did age um yeah so uh we're very excited about that keep your eyes open on the feed for that we've been we've been you know thinking about doing that for a very long time it's uh i i'd seen clips of it you know like so many people i've seen so many of the famous clips of it sure but i'm not sure if i'd actually sat down and watched the whole thing whereas Um, i actually had grown up on that movie as it was always on one channel or another throughout my childhood well there you go shout uh and i will say there were scenes that i didn't remember seeing on cable probably that you never saw on cable (laughs) yeah exactly um (laughs) anyways anyways we got some real news here we got some real news uh a few of the headlines i like well first of all shout out to sports illustrated r.i.p because it seems like Sports Illustrated, they basically fired all their main staff. I imagine it's possible that some of the smaller websites, like I think, uh, I think Ducks Illustrated is the Oregon Ducks uh, Sports Illustrated page. I imagine some of these smaller pages will still stick around as you can, you know, pay one dude like a hundred dollars a month to do way too much work. So I can imagine those maybe will stick around because it's still worth it. It depends on who do you know the story about this whole thing? I found this fascinating and I actually dug in a little bit. Yeah. No, no, no. So Sports Illustrated, uh the name and Mm -hmm. the ability to make the magazine website, etc., was being leased. So Ooh. company A was leasing Sports Illustrated to company B. Uh-huh. Company B got 30 something million dollars behind in what they owed for said leasing. And company A went, well, now that you owe us that much, we're going to penalize you. And now you owe us like $45 million. And Fair company, enough. the leasing company was like, oh, well, we definitely don't have that. So they just fired everyone. I ah. think it you're probably right, which is that it's just gonna, you know, go to back to the company that was leasing it, or someone else will just buy the lease up. And then just shutter it all down and I mean, yeah, shake all so, the coppers out. Yeah. Yeah, you just you basically shove it underneath a, one of your companies that you run that just kind of has more stuff you know you put it you just say whoever's running hbo they run sports illustrated now yeah we'll see that <laughs> i mean sports writing in general it's just not a good game to get into if you're looking to make money because even like the big you would assume like oh well once i become an espn columnist then i'm completely set and that is my career but like even there, like they had a big calling of just yeah cutting everyone out there because they just don't want to. They'd rather pay some chump intern to do some breaking news thing, you know. Like, well, you know, yeah. it's funny too because whenever I heard that, I went, "Oh right, Sports Illustrated is a thing." Yeah, because like in today's world, the words I hear 
you know, through my window where I dip in and out. Yeah. Bleacher Report, Barstool, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and maybe an ESPN, you know, for watching videos. Exactly. So Sports Illustrated, maybe they could come back as sports um, moving pictures. I don't know. Yeah. How do you change the name? Sports Take Illustrated. Take a step back, to- yeah. They need they need more videos in that magazine. I've always said that. They should um, just pivot to bloopers. <laughs> Honestly, those are the best parts. Yep. Uh, a, a bit more news here. Former Oregon offensive lineman, he, who was a former walk-on, if you remember, Ryan yep. Walk, uh, who was on that legendary, you know, crystal ball, rose ball offensive line uh, that protected Justin Herbert. Um, so he has returned to Eugene after a small stint in the NFL. He's returned to the Eugene, to Eugene, Oregon, and is now a, uh, general assistant for the offensive line. So he's just basically on the staff, helping them out. Uh, that's, that's only a good thing. I like when former players come back and try to get their coaching career off the ground. Typically it's only good because, you know, they'll have a certain amount of loyalty for you. Mm-hmm. Even though he may not have coach too much coaching experience, he certainly has offensive line experience. So that's what you like to see. And you you like to have the connections with the former players, you know. So I'm very happy to see that. He's from, I believe he's from Eugene, Oregon, even like truly walked on. So pretty cool. No shit. Yeah. And then this is fun. Speaking of uh, a player who. His freshman year was the same year as Justin Herbert's, that 2016 season. So a year before we started this podcast, uh-huh. Cam McCormick had his first year as an, as an uh-huh. Oregon. Oh, boy. And obviously, he's had a ton of injuries over the years. He transferred over to Miami when Chris Ball went over there. And we wished him good luck. We assumed oh, that right. his final season, you know, because that was like his seventh season or whatever. I just thought this was pretty fun. Cam McCormick has decided to return for his ninth season of college football. Uh, pretty fun, he's like, honestly. He's like, if I'm going to the NFL ever, my no, best not. hope is with a team that actually looks great. At this point, I don't think um, he's going. He, yeah, I, I, I just feel like so. It's, they're like, oh, so you've had nine years. And you're still not elite on the college. Like, he's good on the college level. He's not elite on the college level. And the reason why he's had nine years is because he's had injuries. So I don't Uh imagine the NFL would really pick him up. But you know what's cool? He probably has a goddamn master's degree. Maybe he can get, like, maybe he has multiple master's degree, honestly. And um, my the University of Miami is actually, you know, they're an all right football school, unfortunately. Traditionally, they're good. But they're not very good right now under Cristobal. Um, but they are a good, they are a good school, though. In general, they're a very good school. So now he's got degrees from Oregon. He's gonna get a good degree from Miami. Like he's actually playing it pretty well. And he didn't pay a, you know, didn't pay a dollar for it. Uh, Shit, paid. at this point, he's maybe made a little bit back. Yeah. Cause you do have to buy food and stuff. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Um, like, yeah, yeah. He's killing it. Remind me, what's his position again? And is tight it, end, baby. He was a tight and end. And we're excited about having him. No, he's not even on our team anymore. He's still Miami. I but just he's coming to bring back. You said no. He's coming back 
to college football for a ninth year. Oh, I understand the. I don't care. Then I thought he was coming back to Oregon. That would he's coming back. That would be confusing as hell. Like I wouldn't. At this point, our rosters like over full. Like we're gonna have to cut some people. So I don't really want him back. And Patrick Herber is coming back. Terrence Ferguson. So we're pretty good on tight end. Um, I like Herbert's growth, don't you? I yeah. think we watched a really good maturing this last season. I was really excited about that. I think so too. He he had some pretty huge plays. Uh, I yeah. think he's only second to a truly great tight end, Terrence Ferguson. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I was really glad to see Patrick Herbert actually out there making some uh, making a difference. Uh, he Kenyon can pressure Cook. Oh yeah, he's. He, I think he's a really improved on blocking. He, he was injured for a while, not so much this season. Mm-hmm. I think this season even a little bit, too. But uh, I, I think he's doing well. I think I think he may even have an NFL future. Um, you know, I think yeah. tight end would be where I would be placed because of. Yeah. Because you kind of have to you kind of have to be like ready to get hit and to hit, but then also be available for short passes because you don't catch great, but you yeah. can catch. <laughs> Exactly, and you got to be able to to absorb the hit that you're surely, you know, like Rob Gronkowski. That was kind of one of his most amazing. Yeah, he had amazing hands first, Uh and then once he got that ball in his hands, was absorbing massive damage. Or Travis Kelsey, who has like surprisingly good jukes, you know, surprisingly good moves even after he catches the ball. Like you know, I don't want to speak too much on that family, but I don't trust him. You don't trust them because they took know. your Tay Tay away. We all know you're a huge Swifty. No, I think it's that exact thing that has put mistrust on them. Mm. Had she not entered the picture, I would have never known who this family was. <laughs> but but now we've got bare-breasted brothers drinking beers at Bills fans. <laughs> like, dude, don't That's be not new though. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey man, hey man. Get back in your skybox. These guys paid literally the opposite end of the spectrum of ticket cost to what you get. Don't go streaming. Bro, they probably naked in their beer face. I don't even know if they paid. Like, I don't think Taylor Swift is paying to be in the box. I think they're just being like, yep, of course, Travis Kelsey, your your girlfriend, uh, famous celebrity can be there because it helps us all out. This I don't mind the whole thing. And then we'll move on to I think and fun. then we'll move on to basketball, but yeah, me and Uli were talking about this. Mm-hmm. We both assume she has a contract with the NFL for using her likeness on screen. I mean, right? like I would imagine she's getting paid to be at these games. I kind of, I it's feel only, like there's, I feel like they're pulling out the red carpet for her, making it as easy as possible. But I don't think they have to pay for any likeness thing because it's like to be in this stadium means you walk we get in to record stadium. you. Means we mm-hmm. get to record you. Mm-hmm. Like that is part mm-hmm. of the ticket. Um for a while but she's I did Taylor think, Swift. She's yeah. beyond rules that apply to us fucking peasant people. I think there's a bit I think there's weird things of like if you if you could be seen here, we'll give you this amount of money. If you can be seen, if you could do this, but she's also legit a football fan. Like she was 
uh, me personally, I believe this because she's she was at Eagles games like before she was dating any football player. Uh, she would, you know, she like she could be anywhere she wants in the world, and she chooses to be at a lot of these football games. Is it because she likes dating football players? No, she's only, as far as I know, she's only dated one football. Oh player. yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I yeah, she's getting a bunch of like backlash. I think just from a. Some of it is people being like, I think I, I got warped. I didn't mind her at all. Care. And then the heiress tour, uh, the heiress tour kind of took over everything. Oh, yeah. And that annoyed oh, yeah. me because I'm like, oh, my God, this isn't that good that I need this much fucking video in my face of it happening yeah. to her now. And now she's like, also, she's just still around everywhere you look. It's like, I don't know, man. Come on. I'm a little annoyed that she's everywhere. I think it's I think <laughs> it's exactly that. I think it's just like, you know, every decade is going to be it's someone who's the most famous person in the world. Yeah. She's topping fans right are going to love them. And then anyone else who's not like a fan is going to be at least a little bit annoyed that you're seeing them all the time. Yeah. I don't like I don't like her music, really. I think it's very boring. Uh, her as a celebrity, I don't mind, and okay. I think it's fun. I don't either, happens. really. I'm just yeah. tired of seeing the same face. I think no, that's what I it is. It. We've gotten to my root. Thank you for the therapy. There you go. Of course, that's what Quack Twelve is all for. However, <laughs> yes, Adam, saying mm-hmm. that, if any of our listeners out there happen to know more information about how this works with celebrities and likenesses and NFL contracts, when your name is Taylor Swift. Uh, be sure to tweet at us at Quack12 Podcast on Twitter or go and leave your answer as a review on iTunes. And if you hit five stars, it'll guarantee that that review goes straight to the top. So everyone will see such an obscure review, which is the answer. Does Taylor Swift have a contract with the NFL to use her likeness on television? Adam, back go. to you. Swifties, <laughs> get at us. Get at us, Swifties. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that being said, let's get into our, our next segment here. It's kind yeah, of a depressing segment, but it is a segment nonetheless. Quack spot. That is right. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. Quack ball, Aaron. And there's basketball, a lot of- it's my favorite sport. Ha, 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 ha. Aaron, there's been a lot of quacks about going on. Um, both both sides, if I'm being real, I'm not trying to kick them while they're down, but both sides are losers this week. Who do you want to start with? Well, uh, we can just go ahead and talk about uh, the women's team because mm-hmm. I did watch a majority of the Stanford game until on DVR. So once I realized, oh, this is how this is going to go, yeah, I I did stop well, because I did want to watch a little bit of the men's game as well. Yeah, uh, which was the Utah game. But let's talk about the women. Tell me, let's, let's just let's I get how women. the women are doing. It makes more sense now once I've seen it. Once you've seen it, <laughs> and to be fair, you did watch them against you know one of the best teams in the country. I mean. The standout fact is that their coach is the most winningest coach in NCAA yeah. history, and it was that game that made it happen. I think that was the game. Was it that tied it, right? I believe nope. so. She, oh, I thought it was the one that put her in the lead. Um, 
this was also the game where Brink was injured, and so it actually looked like for a hot second we were going to be able to stay up with them until it was like, oh, no, they're just going to stay up by about 20 well, the whole time. To be fair, <laughs> I mean, that second where it looked like this is going to be a game. It looked good. Was the first second of the game because we went down 20 to zero. Yes. We started the game off by allowing like 20 straight yeah. points from Stanford. So we're fucked from the beginning. We've lost. We're not. I will back. say what was nice about that, though, is mm-hmm. that the UCLA game uh, ended up going over, I guess, or something. And so when it cut in on cable yeah. to the game, we had already missed that 20 point jump yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, oh, OK, great. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, was this the only game the women played this week? No, no, no. There's another one. But um, Oh, okay. So I, I have it here, yeah. Uh, so Coach Tara Vanderveer, this, the game against us did tie it against Coach K. Ah, uh, so okay, I thought sure it put they her in have the lead. one since then, though. So she, she has it now. But, um, and we fell down 20 to zero. To be fair, um, we did we did rally back like which it's you know even one shot is kind of doing better than you were when you're being blanked but uh yes. so like the end of that first quarter was like 25 to 15 so it's like okay we we did something we got on a little bit of a run by the halftime it was like 43 to 26 so like yeah it was, it was already it was, back to 20 yeah. point difference it was never competitive we got a little i mean for real there i think there was maybe 30 seconds or in the game maybe a minute and a half where it got within six points i thought but maybe i'm a psychopath uh <laughs> but it was also funny to hear hear uh kelly graves coming back from halftime trying to stay optimistic oh like yeah. you got oh it. yeah you know when we rallied it was looking great and After those last the, three minutes though those last three minutes really got us it's like yeah no, bro this team got you <laughs> yeah after after we went down 20 to zero we looked pretty good yeah um yeah i got i got some quotes here of that exact thing that you're talking about there were some positives tonight we battled as best we could i thought we were okay on the boards and took care of the ball relatively well they got agree hot. And Kiki was a load inside. That is very true. He did say this about Tara, at least. Tara is a good friend of mine, and I am really proud of her and happy for her. She gets such a high standard for everybody, for our whole profession. I wish we had that high standard. I'll tell you the truth. You know what's nice. crazy about that fact, too, there, Adam? What's is that? that it sounded like to me, and mind you, the only real insight I have here outside of you Mm-hmm. is whatever the announcers say but it yes. sounds like uh the women's pack 12 is doing pretty oh, good they're doing amazing except for us well <laughs> there's some other like, like we have I, I got a this, lot of contenders i got the standings right here might as well talk about it while you bring it up um so as of right now it's probably changing any minute here but um we have six ranked teams in the top 25 that is right insanely good yes now we've got what uh, happened why aren't we one of those six where did our recruiting go we recruited and then they left and they went to these schools and they left yeah that's exactly it my man um 
So UCLA is the highest ranked as of right now, though they just lost to Utah. So UCLA is ranked number two, Colorado number three, Stanford number six, USC number 11, Utah number 16, and even little old Oregon State is ranked number 25. Uh, Oregon State actually just beat Stanford. So, no, 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 they lost to Stanford. That is so they're the ones that gave Stanford the or Tara Vanderveer the actual. Ah, look Um, at that. Not only is it six teams in the top 25, but it's three in the top 10. Yeah, it's amazing. They're really solid schools. We should be there. That is where we belong. That's where we were when we had a living god on the team, (laughs) but not anymore. So, okay, the bottom half where we are, let's talk about that. So we got Wazoo kind of at the top of that list, uh-huh. uh, then California, then Washington, then Oregon. And then this is truly because we only have two Pac-12 wins. And I was pretty shocked because there's that whole the last week we we swept the Arizona schools, which felt right. pretty shocking. Beating Arizona State. That was kind of the truly bottom uh, battle for the bottom. Like, yeah, whoever was that's what I've that. understood. Yes. And so we did beat them. So that was nice. Um, Arizona, typically a really good school. You know, they, they competed for a national championship not long ago. And usually they're at the top of the pack. But this year they're actually below us because we beat them. We're tied two and five. Uh yeah, they're doing pretty terrible, actually. They're really sliding. They just lost to Wazoo. Uh, meanwhile, Arizona State beat Washington. Uh, Arizona State is truly the bottom one and six. So, yikes. But, but we're right there with them. We're, like, just barely better than them because we beat them. But uh, Don't bring it up. Yeah. You don't so. got to bring it up. Just let us have the good part of the pie. Yeah, so Stanford, I mean, I don't know. for As far as silver linings in this game... We did pretty well from three-point range, 6 of 13. Like, hitting 50%, near 50% three-point shooting, especially for this squad, is great. Okay. I don't know if you have her stats handy. Probably. There was a player by the name of Williams who I liked. I liked the way uh, they handled themselves. What what, what What is her stats? Her stats were out of the seven shots that she took, she hit one of them. Um, oh, and that's the scored, one I saw. <laughs> she scored. <laughs> she scored four points in total because she got two free throws. Right, and that's exactly the one I saw where she got the bucket and then she got to go to the line. And what I liked about it too is that uh, it was beautiful because she got knocked down and the Stanford player went to help her up, and she openly went nope i'm good yeah yeah and it was it was pretty great well there you go um mental games bro we need priscilla williams okay this is what it comes down to oh her first name is priscilla i love this name priscilla williams of course you do i knew a priscilla and we called her prissy (laughs) prissy that's good yeah her name was prissy in texas i like yeah yeah, that's a very Texas nickname. I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, in order for this team to do well, we need some guards to step up. Uh, and so I think the fact that Priscilla Williams went one of seven is exactly 
Like, yeah, that's why we're not doing well. <laughs> like, off the mm-hmm. bench, we're getting nobody. Uh, Chance Gray at least did better. She got 19 points. Dude. Filipina Che got 14 Hit a couple points. of threes. Yeah. Um, she hit two in a row, which means she's got a spark. She's yeah, got something happening. She can fire buckets. Sophia Bell, I believe she got all of her three-pointers in the first half. She hit three of three. That's That's awesome. You know? That's good. That is awesome. Uh, but yeah, we got our asses kicked. I don't really know what to tell you. This was uh, a game that looked like we needed to be better at offensive rebounding, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Uh, it, that it was our biggest struggle is we don't know how to keep. Re- we we don't. I don't know. Are we they, not they, under the bucket? Do we not they have out rebounded us? And it just kind of seems like if Filipina Che isn't getting double digit rebounds, then we're just not, it's just not going to happen for us. Yeah. To Grace Van Sluten's credit, she did get seven rebounds, eight points, four to 12 shooting from the floor, though. Sluten looked a little off in this game from what I've seen in the past. And that she's our main offensive threat right now, too. Like the team kind of needs to go through her. And if she's not having a good game, we're fucked. Oh, I hate to hear that. Yeah. And then against Cal. Because we did play both Bay Area schools. Cal is not a great team, but they are rapidly improving. Uh, better than us, they proved, because they beat us 66 to 57 in Haas Pavilion. Uh, Filipino Che had a much better game 17 points, 14 rebounds, got another double double. That's great, at least. Um, but Chance Gray, she got 11 points. Grace Van Sluten got 10 points, and then the production really dropped off, which is kind of normal. Chance Gray didn't shoot that well either. She went 4-13 from the floor. Grace Van Sluten, 3 of 11. Overall, we shot 41% from the floor. We hit 50% of our three-pointers, which, again, the kind of game we're playing, we don't need to be – we don't need to shoot 23-pointers. You know, we don't have Mm -hmm. to shoot better than 50%. But our defense – has to lock down, and yeah. then we, we got to win the rebound battle too. Like we're a tall team, we need to be taking away scoring opportunities from the other squad, and we were out rebounded thirty-five to forty-five. Wow! Despite the fact, like this game on paper was the game we wanted to play. It was a close one, even late. Um, and we held them to thirty-two percent shooting from the floor. Like our defense locked them down. Honestly, they were 25% from three, 32% from the floor. You would assume that is enough to like, to lock it down, especially when we're not shooting bad, you know, but they forced, uh, or they got 28 points off of turnovers. That really was the story of the game. Like we turned over the ball quite a bit. And they were ready to turn those into points. And that was the difference maker here. Just to help me remember, did the Cal mm-hmm. game happen before the Stanford game? Though No, that was after. Oh, it was after. Yes, yes. My DVR didn't have that one. Uh, you know why? It's no. annoying. Because the Pac-12 network, unless you're getting like Sling or something like that, you get one Pac-12 network channel. Right. Like the main one. And at that point, um, the Pac-12 just there was another game going on, and they decided that game was more important than lowly Oregon versus lowly Cal, which I is mean, sad probably. that you know we're yeah. bad enough. That's we're, where we're at. 
yeah, it's hard to watch games. We're so bad. Uh, organization that won't even exist yeah. soon won't air us. Yep. <laughs> We're so That's bad. known an, for being bad. An yeah. organization that is like our only purpose is to show Pac-12 sports. Uh-huh. They, they decided not to show us. So, yep. That's fun. So we so did. We, we lost the cow. Yeah. Sixty-six okay. to fifty-seven. Pretty rough. Up next, it does not get easier. Two games in Eugene. There's that. Um, on Friday. That's easier. Sunday. That is easier. They're in Eugene. We're not on the road, but it's against Utah, which is one of the best teams in the country. Right. They're hot fire. And it's against Colorado which is one of the best teams in the country. So we're probably about to get absolutely boat raced. Any victory over them would be shocking to me and be a a great sign uh, for maybe rebounding, but uh, very unlikely. I think the game plan... What I... This sounds fucked up. And okay. I hate that I'm about to say this because mm. it's not a mentality that I actually like to have. Mm. But in this moment, I feel like the game plan is just keep it within 10. Honestly, yes. <laughs> I'm not joking. You know, like just keep them, keep them having to keep pace. Because I will say, even though we were a continual 20 points behind, we also were always a continual 20 points behind. Yeah. Like we so stopped we were at bleeding least, at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. We can clog the drain. Yeah. So clog the drain. That is honestly <laughs> for women's basketball. That is the slogan right now. Clog the drain. That is so true. But dude. it's a good basketball metaphor because you drain buckets. No, I, I'm not joking. I completely agree with you. It's a clog the drain situation. Don't but yeah, a, a clog the drain points. is not good. Yeah. But <laughs> but that's our best strategy. Our best strategy is to clog the drain. <laughs> and Aaron, it's gonna be that way for a while. That's fine. I'm I'm gonna list you our next seven opponents. Okay. Okay. Like I just said, uh, so at home, Utah, at home, Colorado, at home, Oregon State, and then on the road, Colorado, on the road, Utah, at home, USC, at home, UCLA. All of those teams are ranked Mm -hmm. top 25. A lot of them are ranked top five. (laughs) So... We're probably about to lose seven straight games. If we win okay. any single one of these games, it is a big-time upset. Most likely, though, we're about to go on a seven-game losing streak. And then there's a stretch where we play the lower-tier schools, Washington, Washington State, Cal. Mm-hmm. Then we play Stanford, and that is the end of the regular season. So this is truly... This is murderer's row. This is probably the hardest seven-game stretch any team has in the country, and we're playing some of our worst basketball. So uh, let's see what happens. Okay. Maybe clog the drain. Look, here's 
Here's the mindset I want everyone to go forward with. Okay. I think this will help us get through it. It is dark. I do apologize for that. But if you look at it positively, <laughs> you'll see it's not actually bad because you're doing the best you can. We <laughs> are a Pac-12 practice team. Yes, we are. We are <laughs> on the court to make sure our best teams continue to stay up in rankings and, feel and they good get about valuable themselves. and get valuable court time so that they can continue on into the tournament and take something home for the pack 12 in this our final season okay so, so you're saying go pack 12 homer for the women's because there's no other hope we just got to go pack 12 homer yeah. and we gotta realize that our position in that is we are we're b squad you know we're we're on the practice field but we're not in the game and that's fine that's, because we're playing the game as best we can and that's our fucking job that's sad <laughs> and so true okay now on the other I said side it was dark it but, is dark Rudy Rudiger never gave up hope. He was he was B squad his whole career, and he made a great movie. So, speaking of B squad and a great movie, I watched Jason Statham's The Beekeeper. Oh yeah, I wouldn't call it a great movie, but it was funny. It made me laugh. Those are my favorite kind of movies. They're not good, but they entertain. It shocked me. I'll tell you that much. the The choices in that movie are shocking. Okay. Aaron, okay. excited to see it. Is it in the theater? Or is it streaming? It's still in theaters and it's bombing. It's getting great. Ass kicked, honestly. Um, well, you now, tried, and that's all you can do. Speaking of ass kickings, oh boy, the men's team are in an interesting situation. Okay, you know I'm super hyped on this team. Yes. Yeah, that's why I tried to watch some of the uh, Utah game because I knew that that would be an important one. Well, I'll tell you this. So the mountain schools, we've said this over and over and over and over and over. Right. They're good. They're, they are good. And even when they're bad or mediocre, and even when we're great or good, when we go and play them in Boulder or in Salt Lake City, yeah. we turn into pumpkins typically. Like we just stink so bad. That kind of took place again. It certainly took place in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, uh -huh, let's okay. go straight to that one. Yeah, is um, that the first one of the two? That should be yes. right. Okay, the great. First one of the two. It it was also our first Pac-12 loss of the season. I will say the game was a little bit closer than the score looks, eighty-six to seventy. Colorado had uh, basically did build up two big leads in the first half and in the second half. Both times we rallied back uh, and we got, we would take the lead or get really close. But then late in the second half, they did one last push and just proved too much. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to, I certainly don't want to blame too much of the loss on this, but it definitely is at least a little bit of altitude, I think. Um, because for some, we always stick in Boulder. I mean, I'm telling you, I believe, really think elevation i mean i guess for sure i guess i don't want to sure. put too much but, uh, but the, at yeah. least a little bit i think it because you, you gotta explain this away somehow um i don't have the exact off the top of my head i always i mean these are 
This is why they go through weight training and conditioning oh, yeah. exercises, you know, is so but, that they can handle that. So it should not be, oh, well, I was, you know. There's a difference between all those things and elevation, though. That's the big thing. It's like, you well, can't. Well, yeah, everybody talks about going to Bronco Stadium, you know, you're exactly. mile high. Yeah. But you don't, you see teams beat the Broncos. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You see <laughs> yeah, yeah, teams yeah. do it. Yeah. You know it's possible. You know you train to be able to handle those situations. I agree. I agree. And I, I don't why Dolph it... Lundgren was put at the bottom of a pool with weights on his legs while he ran, and they fucking like stimulated all of his muscles with electricity. It's true. It's true. I don't want to. But put anyway, it you could be right. I don't want to put it too much on that. It also felt a little. Both of these games, honestly, feel felt a little bit like we got away with a lot of close games. Like a lot mm -hmm. of our wins were us scraping by hitting a three at the last second, like answering another team's score over and over, like in the perfect time, you know? And Adam, it kind of felt like they were rallying back. What's that? What's that? I Yes, I agree with you, but I just wanted to really quickly say I did the math. Uh -huh. It is quite literally a 5,000-foot difference in yeah. Eugene and Boulder elevations. That is so, yeah. It's, it's probably it's probably has a little to do with that. Well, it's it's <laughs> like a sure. little bit at least, but I, no, I a lot of it. Well, and Dana Altman, I believe, uh, I know he is only one in Boulder, Colorado, while being an Oregon Ducks uh, coach one uh, time in his whole wow. career. So I believe his record is one in fifteen in Boulder, <sighs> which is like okay. And that one game, I think, took place like last year or, or two years ago. I can't quite remember. But um, see, and here's what sucks about it, right? Is that yeah. the travel, the travel part of it, kind of makes it harder to get there early, so that oh, yeah. you can get your guys acclimated a little bit longer. That being said, so Dana even said because some cl some classes were canceled due to the ice. So right. Dana said we even had a little bit more time to practice and stuff. So it's kind of nuts. Practice here in Eugene or practice there in Boulder? Uh, I'm not. I, I want to say Boulder. I don't know. Well, I don't know. But well, then there it is. I don't want to. So we can't really I don't say wanna, Yeah, I don't think it's all obviously. You know, it's too gray. Whatever happened, it was definitely something outside of our control. So <laughs> it's it's not just the altitude; it's the attitude, buddy. Um. That being said, and Foley Dante, so this is, you know, he was back in the lineup, fully playing. Great. He actually played quite a few minutes. I feel like we relied on him quite a bit. He got into uh, penalty, like, foul trouble really quickly, which sucked. Yeah. Definitely hurt us because we were more effective when he was on the court. He only scored seven points. Um, Our, our shooting was significantly off from where it was normally we only shot 46 percent from the floor 36 percent from three which is way below our mark especially in that regard um jackson shellstad only got nine points brendan rigsby eight points our leading scorer was jadian jadrian tracy off the bench which is not what you want to see i do want to shout out Keyshawn bartholomew because especially when like uh, Kuznard and Shellstad weren't playing that well, he really stepped up as a point guard. He really did against his former team too. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was nice to see. But honestly, they had a couple of guards. Um, and like KJ Simpson, Tristan, Tristan Da Silva, he really stepped up. He finally got healthy. Uh, Cody Williams, too, scored 23 points. They just went off, and I do think Colorado is a good team. So it was a tough loss, especially since it was a big loss. But, you know, I was willing That's to what accept that. I, I went into this weekend being like, if we can split it, if we can win one of these games, then it's it's a winning season. I mean, a winning, a winning week. Um, we did not. Right. Instead... So against Utah, we have the we have the opposite. We had beaten them eleven times in a row. Like we owned Utah. Wow. We were uh, yeah, we were not and, he, yeah. Uh gotta say, mm-hmm. I was surprised at how empty the stands were. Not yeah. a lot of people in attendance at this game, which I thought was kind of or at least as far as I could tell from the camera, it didn't mm-hmm. really look like there was a fan base in Utah. Uh, <laughs> and maybe it's assume... because they're like 11 years in a row. Yeah, it's probably a little bit of like, uh, we always lose to Oregon. Also, Utah, the they're snow. not having a bad season, but they do have five losses like we do. Ooh. Um, a lot of those are all of them are on the road. They have not been very good on the road, but at home, they're undefeated. Okay. Up, this was a very close game. Very close game. And the saddest part is, is we had serious opportunity to win it. Like yeah. with a couple seconds left, Jermaine Kuznard, who killed it. Jermaine Kuznard had an amazing game from the, from the get go. He was just like on fire playing on the, the next thing, level. The thing that, yeah, I loved was. Actually, it was it's it's a classic uh, double edged sword, mm. which was that our first fifteen points were three pointers. Yeah, but also our first fifteen points were three pointers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we got to diversify to make them think we're going to try to do more than just that. Because I believe after that they kind of started stepping away from us a little bit because yeah. they realized, oh, we can just keep matching them. Well, this is the thing. Um, so, and Folly Dante, he's back. He made a huge impression in this game. Had a great game, honestly. He scored 23 points, 10 of 15 from the floor, 3 of 5 from the free throw line, and including missing a crucial free um, throw that, you know, there was like two seconds left, I want to say, and he missed a, uh, uh, he missed the first of two free throws which if you would have sunk both of them would have tied the game with two seconds likely would have sent it to overtime so that was unfortunate and i want to say this so dante he's still coming back from injury yeah Um, again he's playing elevation here too and you can tell he is still getting in to both both uh, kind of like the mental space of like uh-huh. playing like, you know, outside of his head, just like playing like kind yeah. of with a he's got to he's got to regel with the team. It's tough. Exactly. He needs to regel. The whole team needs is learning to, how to play with a big man again, because like you saw, mm-hmm. like we're draining the three. We're shooting really well. But the thing that was missing from our squad is having that big inside presence. We're right. relearning it. Um, 
Dante, I mean, he scored 23 points and he got 10 rebounds. He's doing great, but he is still a step slow. And his whole, like, he he's getting into playing shape. You saw That's his hands fine. in both games. You saw his hands on his sides a lot more often than we're used to seeing, like, prime Dante. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, again, like we said a million times, the altitude is playing a little bit into that. There. But he, he's getting into game shape, you know. And it would help if we had Biddle to, to come in and spell him. Uh, Biddle supposedly is close to getting back into the rumor is close to getting back into the roster from okay so that's another seven footer that will certainly help well um you were about to tell us about our boy kuznard yes what's going on let me tell you about his game dude kuznard like a lot of our best shooters did not do very well this game shellstad shot three of nine brendan rigsby who's usually you know like very, very good. He shot two of seven. Um, but Kuznard hit nine of 15, including seven of 10 three-pointers. Seven three-pointers, dude. Um, Just feeling him. Feeling oh, him. Yeah. So he got 26 points. I was going to say. So, so it was eight seconds left. He's going up for the score. I would say he got fouled. The The refs were really letting them do whatever the fuck they wanted to do out there. It was crazy. Uh, they weren't calling anything. Well, I would say he got fouled, but he did like the refs wouldn't. Uh, the two pointer that I believe it would have given us either the lead or tied it with eight seconds left. Didn't go in. Unfortunately, you can't really blame Kuznar because he was, I mean, he was, the, he was truly the one playing out there for the guards. He was killing it. Um, he, he was playing so well. Uh, we shot like 50%. We hit 12 three-pointers. We shot 50% from three-point land, 44% from the floor. Free throws, 7 of 11. Uh, they didn't give us many, like I was saying. Obviously, hitting a few more of those would have made a, a world of difference, especially that last one. But uh, mm. Utah just played a really good game. They they do have. I mean, they were missing a big man and a there's guard. a guy with a uh, headband. I want a white boy. A uh, white boy was it? Was he a big boy? Brandon Carlson. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, he blonde. Did great. I, I I believe so. I forget. Um, they had. Yeah, he seemed to be like their. I mean, again, I only got to watch the first little bit, but he. If it was him, he seemed like a threat. They had five, count them, five double-digit scorers, including Davon Smith, who was electric. 24 points, nine rebounds. Ugh, he had three three-pointers. Also, they just played a good game. What can I say? Yeah, and I want to use that point there of how many people scored if we could quickly pivot back to the women's team when we played stanford oh yeah there was a stat at one point whenever i was like you know what i think i've given myself enough of this yeah uh where every single stanford player to have touched the court got a bucket yep (laughs) compared to us just complete opposite, yeah. And then right when I turned it off, they had just put a new player on the team who had only been playing a few minutes, so hadn't yet gotten one. But I was like, well, she will. So I'll just go ahead and... Yeah. 
What can I say? So yeah, we um, gotta. But yeah, this, men's team. I'm still excited about. I I'm think. still excited. I mean, get this. Get this. There's there's still a whole lot of opportunity this next week. There was definitely blown opportunities because um, if we would have beaten both teams, we would be seven and zero, top of the Pac-12. We'd have a two at we'd have a two point advantage over the team behind us like hmm. uh, a two game advantage. So we would have been in a great position. Instead, we're still tied for the top, which is very good. We're five and two in conference play, 13 and five overall. Um, the Pac-12 in men's basketball is in a totally different situation from women's because we only have one ranked team, only one. That is Arizona. Wow. Arizona barely scraped by, they rallied by like, they were down by 19 points or something against UCLA. They rallied back. They're a pretty good team. They're 14 so, and four overall. Um, they're ranked number nine, but they are our only ranked team in all Pac-12 men's basketball. So, okay. Just so I can put two pieces together, then yeah. if we can go back to last week when the prophet Voss was on, mm-hmm. uh, I had asked about, should we be concerned about when we move over to the new conference? Yeah. And uh, I believe the answer was no, because they're worse than us. So we'll go from being a mid-tier team. To be fair, to... we were talking about women's basketball when you said that. Oh, that was women's basketball. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Thank I think you. That we was should the perfect be thing to clear that up. Thank you. I think we should be afraid I think I think Big Ten men's basketball is proven at least more consistent, better. Oh shit! So oh no! But we're we are. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, we only have we only have one ranked team, but yeah, yeah, we're we're supposed to be very good. I was wondering why that wasn't adding up. Okay, that was dude. They sleep on men's Pac-12 basketball, though. I I think I think there should be at least one or two other ranked ones here, but um. So right now, Arizona, number one, we are tied with Arizona for number one, but sure. also Arizona State is tied number one. What? That being said, Arizona seems State, like you got to go to the stats to figure that one out. They're you got to go to the player stats. Yeah, their overall record, Arizona State, is eleven and seven, so they're not great. Uh-huh. But in conference play, they're five and two. They've only lost two times, and they just beat USC. Huh. Now, behind them, it's a close race. Is Colorado? They're five and three, 14 and five overall record. Then Utah, they're five and three, 14 and five record. And then it gets to like Stanford's five and three, and yada yada yada. The worst team is <laughs> Oregon State, one and six. Now, Aaron. Wow. This next week, we will play both Arizona schools. Oh. And fortunately, it's in Oregon. It's in Eugene. So this is an opportunity. For you to go to the games. For me to go to the games. But also, if we were to lose both, then that is a huge blow to us. We are definitely going to really fall down in the record, in the rankings. We're like, we're going to be down like fifth, sixth place or something like that. It'll be really, really hard for us to rally back to get to first or second. So, but if we were to sweep, all of a sudden, 
everything kind of like we're still at the top. We're actually like really solidified at the top. Yeah. Um, and it'd be a big boon for us. They're both really good teams, honestly. So we need that home court advantage. I think Ducks are really going to turn out. If you're in Eugene, if you're in the area, these should be really fun, competitive games. Dante's back. Maybe Biddle will come back. Uh, home court. Really big opportunity for us. I really hope we don't blow it. That's all I got to say. You know what? I don't think we're going to. I liked the way we looked against Utah. Yeah, for we what I saw. Good. It was a it close was game. Just, yeah, it was just concerning that we weren't attacking the bucket early on. But also, they defense, mentioned I think that defense is the bigger problem. Honestly, I think we got oh, okay. locked down. On yeah, more. Yeah, they had mentioned Utah was like stacked with humongos. I think yep. or something. I don't remember. Yep. So yeah, it was going to be tougher for us to be on the inside. Anyway, I don't know basketball enough. We're but definitely going trying to watch teams them. that like to shoot. That le- defense is less of a concern. They like to just go crazy, like you know. Okay. So. Which is what we like to play typically. Like we we, we like need to do defensive rebounds. That'd be nice. Rebounds in general. Be nice for Dante to really you know show up, but for us to give not him time. He's coming around. He's there. I mean, he showed Don't up. Don't need He's to rush it. That's points. how you get hurt again. He got a double double. So like he he's showing up, but uh, there's still like yeah, uh, I think his energy is returning to him too. Aaron, that's our show. We got Quaxaball, baby. Beautiful. A couple huge uh, games coming up, buddy. I know. Are you gonna try to go to them? How much are they? How much are they charging tickets? I'm gonna. Days? I'm gonna try to go. I'm gonna try to go with some friends. Oh, there you go. Absolutely, we're showing up. Y'all should dress up as pickles. And why not? Why not? Why Sold. not? Sold. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to try and watch these games on my DVR if the Pac-12 will let me. They should be fun. They should be Here's fun. what I've discovered. What's that? I think I like basketball. Whoa. I was watching it this morning, and then they zoomed in on the crowd, and there's a couple of dudes that I was like, they look like some fun-loving potheads, those three guys right there. Oh, yeah. And I went, you know what? Those are my kind of people. <laughs> there's, a ton of, there's a ton of fun-loving potheads that love basketball. You can yeah. You can yeah. be one of them. Well, Aaron, yeah. let's let's it's just beat nice these desert. Let's beat yeah. these desert schools. So let's let's beat these Arizona schools. Send them back to that terrible state. That's all I got to say. Yeah, get them out of our super clean, nothing wrong here state. Hell yeah! <laughs> Go ducks! Go ducks! Quack quack.